Glory to God. You are welcome once again to this podcast, The Fountain of Life. I pray that as you listen to this message, the revelation of God opens up your mind, that you may be able to see things differently, that you may walk a walk indeed worthy of the Lord, being fruitful and increasing in the knowledge of God in all your endeavors. Hallelujah. The Bible tells us in the book of Acts, chapter 5, from verse 1, But a certain man named Ananias with Sapphira, his wife, sold a possession and kept back part of the price, his wife also being privy to it, and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and to keep part of the price of the land? While it remained, was it not thy own? And after it was sold, was it not in thine own power? Why hast thou conceived this thing in thy heart? Thou hast not lied unto men, but unto God. And Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and gave up the ghost. And great fear came on all them that had these things. And the young men arose and wound him up and carried him out and buried him. And it was about the space of three hours after, when his wife, not knowing what was done, came in. And Peter answered unto her, Tell me whether you sold the land for so much. And she said, Yeah, for so much. Then Peter said unto her, How is it that you have agreed together to tempt the Spirit of the Lord? Behold, the feet of them which have buried thy husband are at the door and shall carry thee out. Then she fell down straight away at his feet and yielded up the ghost. And the young men came in and found her dead and carried her forth, buried her by her husband. And great fear came upon all the church and upon as many as had these things. You might wonder why I have decided with that portion of scripture. At the time when the move of God was moving at such an incredible pace in the early church, in the aftermath of the death and the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. And more and more people were drawn to the word of God. But for Ananiah and Sapphira, they wanted to lie unto the Holy Ghost so that they can cheat God. And the Lord was having none of it. And they fell into a trap immediately. And they died. Now, I want to start with that because of certain things that are happening around us. Because for Ananiah and Sapphira, they are people who seemingly were in church, but were later manifest that indeed they did not belong there. Because certain works that they did put them outside of the bracket. Okay? The word of God tells us in First John chapter 2, verse 19. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. In the world as we see it, and there's so many things that have happened the last couple of months or so, right from the time of the pandemic, that has ravaged the, the most part of the year, 2020 we have seen a huge division between the seemingly born-agains and so many sects arise and how 
these ones are of this category and these ones are not of this category. Then we have seen also believers begin to mock other believers and saying, hey, you guys used to say that you heal the sick. So how come you're not healing the sick? Uh-huh. So you guys used to say that you know what is going to happen in the next few months. How come this thing phoned you unawares? But you see, there's a reason why certain things happen. And it's until you attune yourself to the Spirit of God. That is the only way that you can be in position to benefit from certain situations. Because the Lord, each and every day, is speaking unto us. And we are driven by a certain wisdom that emanates from His throne. And as you know, the Word of God tells us that we have an unction with the Holy One and we know all things. Okay, that's First John uh, chapter 2, verse 20. But as you move, what is it that you are conscious of and what is that thing that drives you each and every day? Because in the world as we see it, there are people who loosely say certain things and they do not know that they might even be grieving the Spirit of God and they might be doing things that are contrary to the purpose and the work of God. When you are in a certain situation, do you take time to think and wonder why certain things are happening the way they are. You know the word of God tells us in Malachi chapter 2 verse 17 You have worried the Lord with your words yet you say wherein have we worried him when you say everyone that does evil is good in the sight of the Lord and he delights in them for where is the God of judgment. That is uh, from the uh, KJV but if I go to the uh, message version it says you make God tired with all your talk how do we tire him you ask by saying God loves sinners and sin alike God loves all and also by saying judgment God's too nice to judge I'm, I'm pretty sure Ananiah and Sapphira thought that way before they landed into trouble God is so nice he's going to overlook this lie it's just something small and we are going to get away with it. We are going to uh, go away with our money that we have cut. But you see, a point comes when the judgment of God is going to happen immediately. Because there are things that we can get away with up to a certain point. You see, for many people, they are in a state of delusion. They think that the Lord is asleep and they have uh, managed to put so many people in a corner where they no longer have a voice where they think now uh, the, the children of God and anything that seems to come from the revelation of God is now in the back benches okay but you know what the word of God tells us the word of God tells us uh, in uh, the second psalm how the Lord who sits in the heavens is going to laugh and will have them in derision. That's if I'm to paraphrase uh, verse 4. Because you see, when certain situations seemingly look like they have gone against the children of God, that is when the hand of God is going to come and put a total divide and before you know it, if you do not choose a side, you won't know how you were vomited out. 
because there, there are certain things that I see in the natural and as I move I, I just see the hand of God manifest a, a few a few weeks ago must must have been about two weeks now uh, I was trying to withdraw money from my from my bank uh, to wallet and I, I failed to make the transaction really uh, off my phone so uh, I, I decided to just take a walk and, and go to the bank and just withdraw off the ATM and uh, now I went to the nearest ATM and I, I failed to get money the ATM was faulty so I had to walk further it was uh, uh, quite a distance uh, probably about three to four kilometers but anyway uh, I, 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 I didn't mind really doing it because I've been uh, exercising quite a bit uh, the, the last few months or so having been home for the last part of the year uh, uh, because of uh, the so-called uh, so pandemic so like I, I had to proceed further so as I was now approaching this other bank I, I saw a gentleman and I knew exactly why the Lord had made me walk uh, so this guy was seated uh, I know him. I know him. Uh, uh, he was seated uh, outside a certain uh, supermarket and he was just resting. Uh, he, he does some bit of walking. So I just knew that the Lord had purposely made me walk to make sure that I see this guy. That's why I failed to make the transaction off my phone and I had to walk. The first ATM, I couldn't access the money. Then I had to walk further until I met this guy and now... I, I just talked to him and he told me how he was and and he was just resting before he continues with his, with his work. So I crossed the road, went to the ATM, withdrew quite a, an amount of money, then came and saw this guy and gave him lunch. Okay, in, in the natural, it probably might be little money, but for someone like him, it's something that can probably take him for for about a week. Now, the reason I'm talking about that boy is because he is a Christian and I've known him for about two years. Uh, a few months ago, uh, when the pandemic happened, because he was working for, for a certain place, uh, uh, really, not, not really uh, high-end, but a uh, restaurant, uh, and, and, and they offer quite a few services here and there. So uh, in the midst of the pandemic, it looked like his bosses could not afford to run the place anymore. So what they decided to do was uh, they, they asked him if he's able to just keep the place open by him getting just a few things that he can probably uh, do for the customers, do for the customers to keep them coming, okay, until it's, uh, it's safer for everyone to come back, until maybe their business is also able to stand on its feet. So what this guy decided to do was, of course, uh, continuing his work, uh, he did it quite diligently. But, but of course, business was a bit uh, was a bit tricky for him, considering that, of course, he didn't have much capital and all that. So we used to have quite a number of conversations here and there. So after uh, after doing it for about uh, three months, because his boss apparently wanted uh, a, a bit of goodwill. Uh, on a weekly to just keep this guy uh, there because he, he, he thought that this guy was earning quite, uh, quite an amount. So after, uh, after, the, uh, after a few months, the boss decided, you know what? I've gotten someone who's going to give me much more money. 
and for you, you don't seem to be bringing anything you're even defaulting go away you're out of here so this guy came and uh, was lamenting and crying out to me and we had quite a conversation but i told him you see it is all about the lord and it doesn't matter how hard the situation is the lord is going to pull you out of that okay it doesn't matter he is a boy who has so much hope so much hope someone who has so much faith someone who is not going to uh, uh to easily uh, uh fall down okay you, you you know the scripture in luke uh, chapter 17 verse 6 which says if you have faith as a grain of a mustard seed you might say unto this uh sycamine tree be thou plucked up by the root and be thou planted in the sea and shall obey you he tells me of certain dreams that he, he seeks to, to see. Okay? And I believe with certainty that indeed the Lord is going to do them for him. Okay? But now, the reason why I've shared his story is because now this place that chased him, after this guy had told me of, of, of what issues had happened to him, I went and visited that same place the following day. And I just had a chat with some of the guys there. And I asked them, okay, where is uh, so-and-so? They told me, oh, no, uh, he's, uh, we, we've told him to rest a bit. So I asked the guys frankly, is he resting or you guys sucked him? And they were still beating around the bush. That uh, We just told him to rest a bit, blah, blah. But of course I knew these guys were targeting apparently much more money. So I, I just looked around and walked away. Believe you me, I don't think that place operated for one more week. They have been closed. You cannot do certain things now and get away with them. You are not going to do something to a child of God and you think you are going to get away with them. The time has come where now there is a divide where you are supposed to either choose where you belong. You're either here or the other side. There are certain scriptures that people just quote loosely and uh, probably they, they just speak to our emotion. But do we know how potent they are? First John chapter 4, verse 4. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. When we face some of these guys, are we aware of the kind of power that we yield? And are we, are we aware of the kind of authority that we have? Never be put in a situation where your backs are against the wall. No, don't accept such. Because for a large part, the world has always taught us that the children of God are supposed to be meek, and they cower at any situation that seemingly, seemingly looks to subjugate them. But is that how we are supposed to move in the time that we are in? Where every agenda is trying as much as possible to make the children of God gulp all cups of evil? Is that how it's supposed to be? We need to learn how to defend ourselves by standing on certain truths, sacred truths, 
that emanate from the word of God. And you should know the kind of power that you wield when you meditate upon certain scriptures. The word of God in Exodus 22, verse 8 says, uh, I, I think it's 822, uh, which says, uh, suffer not a witch to, uh, to live. Must be 822. Uh, let, let me let me let me check my Bible. Uh, where is that particular scripture? Anyway, I'll get it. Suffer not a witch to live. Now you expect someone who is practicing witchcraft to come and do something to you. It cannot happen. It cannot happen. You have to know the kind of power that you wield as a child of God. Okay? Never be put in a state where your back is against the wall and someone is making you appear uh, like, like as if you cannot survive without them. Really? Are, are they the ones who control your destiny? No, 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 no. You need to rise up. You need to take a stand and move. I've, I've remembered the scripture. I, I think it's Exodus 22 18. 22 yeah. Uh, Thou shalt not suffer a witch to live. You need to take a stand and do not accept any kind of evil to rise up against you. It cannot happen. It cannot happen. But the sad bit is, in the midst of all this, where the whole world is under the sway of the evil one, as it's given to us in 1 John 5.19, we see the church very divided and people are crying over very trivial things. And you wonder, is this what we are supposed to be in? Is this what we are supposed to be putting our efforts in? So people are making press conferences and are labeling the so-called the right ones of God. Then these ones are the uh, evil ones that we should be looking at with, uh, uh, with suspicion. Then uh, these are the ones who have all kinds of immorality. But is that the kind of church that the Lord wants to find us? Okay. Then we see the other people who live by certain values to merely impress an imaginary crowd, crowd that is cheerleading them. So, people are trying to belong to the world but also want to enjoy the benefits of the Christians. So you want to be both ends and you think you are going to get away with it? <laughs> it is impossible. Revelation uh, chapter 3 uh, if, uh, from, uh, if I'm to start from verse 14. And unto the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write these things, say the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. I would, I would rather you were cold or hot. So then, because you are lukewarm, neither cold nor hot, I will spew you out of my mouth. Now, when we come unto God, 
What is it that we are looking for? Are we just looking for a certain kind of temporary relief, then go away to how we were? Or we want to wholeheartedly come unto him? Because there is, there is, there is no one else that we can go to. Do you remember Peter when he, when, when, when he told the Lord, that to whom can we go to? For you have the words of life. John chapter, uh, uh, John chapter 6, I think. You remember uh, at that time when the Lord Jesus Christ had talked about uh, 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 his disciples and people eating his flesh and drinking his blood and so many people stopped working with him apart from the twelve. Yes, John told him that who can we go to? For you have the words of life. He refused to go. Then you remember uh, uh, John chapter 11 uh, when the Lord Jesus Christ was going with his disciples to Bethany and they were so scared because they were looking for the Lord Jesus Christ. And what did Thomas did he must say? That we are going with you. If we are to die, we would rather die with you. A point has to come where it's all about God and regardless of what the world thinks, there is nowhere to go. There is nowhere to go because it's only the Lord that you live for. Otherwise, if we try to be both ends, believe you me, a tragedy is imminent. And there is nothing like maybe I did not know. <laughs> For as long as you have seen a certain level of God work in your life and you have a testimony, something that you can speak of, why should you look the other side? That's why the scripture tells us uh, uh, in Psalms 119 verses 111, thy testimony have you given me as a heritage forever. For they are the rejoicing of my heart. These testimonies are supposed to keep you grounded. These testimonies are supposed to keep you in that place where you know it is all about the Lord. It's all about the Lord that you have nowhere else to go but in his presence. But when we came unto him, how did we come to him? Matthew 11, uh, 28 says, Come unto me, all you that are labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. But when we came, did we get this rest? Did we sit with him to seek the deeper things of God and to understand him better that indeed, Lord, you're all that we have. We have no one else that we can go to. And are we aware of the mandate that we are supposed to be doing as children of God in his end times? Where everything seems to be trying to dampen our spirits. But what do you do when you're in such a, a scenario? Are you also going to jump with the bandwagon and be driven by all sorts of emotion? Because the whole world is in arms. And you also want to jump and talk about how, how this and this is so unfair. But you're looking at everything in the world realm. Rather than trying to understand the mind of God. And the reason why certain things could be happening the way they are happening. But for every storm that you're into. Uh -huh. What did the Lord uh, tell, uh, uh, tell the winds when they were contrary? In Mark uh, 4. 
39 he said peace be still do you know that we have the ability to come every storm that is ahead of us we do but we try out these things do we try out these things and believe you me we are not supposed to be in the back benches <laughs> no because now this is the time where the children of god are supposed to be moving with swords and we do not bend down we do not go to to anyone we do not this is a time for seriousness okay we cannot be ignorant of the enemy's devices in nehemiah chapter 4 uh, from verse 4 you remember sanballat shechem and, and tobiah they come and they are trying to mess around uh, the, the children of israel who are trying to rebuild the wall you can imagine okay and what nehemiah says nehemiah who is speaking to the lord on a daily you'd expect him to say lord forgive their hearts maybe they don't know what they are doing please teach them your ways no what did nehemiah say here oh our god for we are despised and turn their reproach upon their own head and give them for a prey in the land of captivity and cover not their iniquity and let not their sin be blotted out from before you for they have provoked you to anger before the builders there are people who they know exactly what they are doing they know exactly what they are doing so you want us to just come and cover them otherwise they're going to finish you off suffer not a witch to live this clowns are going to finish you off now what did this boy do for months he is obedient he's keeping this place open and is working and they decide no you can't go out of this place just go did i do anything to that restaurant no i did nothing but we cannot allow certain things to be happening to the children of god in times like this we cannot we cannot merely be in the back benches whispering while the worlds are standing in front of us and making certain agendas and speaking on our behalf so you find the church divided divided and driven largely by emotion that so and so said something bad to this person so i don't think they're a good person i can never listen to them even if the person is on the agenda of god even if the person is speaking the truth of god I was watching uh, a few days ago uh, uh, the, the great man of God uh, Kenneth, Kenneth Copeland and, uh, and Jerry Savelle and uh, Kenneth Copeland was going to minister on healing and 
Uh, and then, uh, of course, uh, as he stepped on the pulpit and just started uh, speaking, and all of a sudden, Jerry Savelle just came onto the pulpit and told him, you know, the Lord has revealed to me something. Maybe I can speak it out before maybe you start your ministration. Otherwise, the people are not going to hear it uh, and understand better. So he starts speaking, and then there was uh, a bit of uh, complimenting uh, each other here and there. And it, it was incredible, the Holy Spirit being in sync. It was incredible. And afterwards, after about five or six minutes, Jerry Savelle goes and sits down, and Kenneth Copeland starts ministering for about an hour. Very incredible ministration and of course there were other men of God there and so many others okay uh, it, it's such a beautiful thing such a beautiful thing but how many people that we see actually in the body of Christ who are moving the same throng as one body one body regardless of where they come from and regardless of what their mandate is because at the end of the day, we have the same purpose, and that is pointing people to Jesus Christ. But each one of us has a different call. But are we going to get clearance from the world before we do other things? Otherwise, we shall find ourselves drifting further and further and further away. Then before you know it, you're like Sapphira and Ananias. But you might ask yourself, how did Sapphira and Ananias end in that situation? Do you think Judas Iscariot from the very start when he was coming to follow Jesus Christ he wanted to betray him from the very start? No. There are certain things which drift people further and further and and the sad bit is that some people actually think that they are working for God yet they are actually out there. You have totally missed it. You have lost it. The time we are in, we are not supposed to be licking ice cream and feeling nice about certain things and making Christianity all kinds of trendy when the whole world is trying to topple us. <laughs> no. You are supposed to blow a trumpet. You are supposed to speak up. You are supposed to stand and draw people to Christ. The harvest is truly great. That's why the scripture tells us to pray ye therefore that the Lord of the harvest might send forth laborers. But are you willing to be a laborer? For how long are we going to sit and just listen to a man of God preach and you just feel good about it and afterwards you write notes and well, the next time that you open those notes again is the following week while you're writing other notes. But what is your role? What are you supposed to do? Are you just comfortable in the situation that you're in? Let me qualify certain things. Okay. For, for everyone who comes up against us, it's not like we are supposed to be fighting each one of them. No. No. But let me tell you, the Spirit himself bears witness with your spirit about certain things. You can know that this person is of the devil. You can know 
for as long as you spiritually attune your spirit, you can know. And for those people, we do not compromise because they come to finish you off. They come to finish you off. You do not compromise. But we know, of course, there are other people who come. They are ignorant. They just come and they're yapping. Yeah, 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 yeah. And all kinds of... But you just ignore those clowns. There's nothing that they can be able to do to you. Because they're, they're ignorant, really. And, and many intellectuals actually fall in that category. No wonder the scripture says in, in, uh, in Romans 1.22, professing themselves to be wise, they, be, uh, wise, they became fools. They, they, they want to be perceived as inter- but, but of course we know that in the realm of the spirit of God and the word of God we are not going to uh, base certain things on, on brains and trying to seemingly look intelligent and uh, uh, be cheered on by people no we stand on the ultimate truth that comes from God and that does not change okay that does not change. Otherwise, if Christianity was about brains, they would be measuring our intelligent quotient before we even speak about God. They would qualify us, but that would be the world that is qualifying us. But do we get our qualification from God? No. The scripture tells us in Colossians 1.12, we give thanks unto the Lord who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. We did not qualify ourselves. God qualified us. So as you move, do you know of your inheritance? And are you aware of what you are supposed to do? And what do you do in case the children of darkness are trying to steal it? Are you merely going to stand and say, well, let me just wait for the Lord to come and fight for me? For how long? For how long are you going to sit there and be beaten left, right, and center instead of standing up and speak. Uh-huh. You know that death is swallowed up in victory. Go death, where is your sting or grave? Where is thy victory? First glory. First Corinthians 15, uh, 54 uh, and uh, 55. Regardless of how seemingly dangerous the situation is, you cannot be taken down. You cannot be taken down. For as long as you are aware of your mandate, for as long as you are aware of whose you are and whom you hide under, there is no one who can put you down. Never be put in a state where you think you're inferior to the world. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You cannot be inferior to the world. So when you get maybe a boss telling you, you know I'm the one who can promote you and I'm, and I'm the one who can lead you to the next. Impossible. It's the Lord who shows you the path of life. Isn't that what the psalmist tells us in Psalm 16, 11? So the more you seek the agenda of God and the more you purposefully decide not to corrupt anything that comes from God, that is the only way that you're going to see even greater and grander things manifest before you. 
and regardless of the situation that you're going through, and regardless of how seemingly hard the storm is, are you willing to stand? The psalmist tells us that the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Of course, wonderful scripture. That many of us are going to quote until someone threatens you with a warning letter or until someone tells you some bad news and before you know it you've already started trembling and you're asking the Lord where are you, where are you for how long am I going to cry <laughs> you remember the, uh, the prophet Habakkuk crying for how long am I going to cry down to you violence and you don't hear <laughs> okay but, but you know so many of the children of God are put in that situation and in that way you short circuit short circuit you, you, sh- you, 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 you short circuit your blessing stand up tall and know that he who has gone ahead of you can never leave you nor forsake you he has an angel ahead of you to keep you in the way to bring you to the place that he has prepared for you but when you have taken a stand in God, especially in this era of dominion, do not let anything sway you. Like I said earlier, the whole world is under the sway of the evil one. Okay, It's now between light and darkness. Are you choosing to go with this incorruptible truth that no one can ever sway you away? So what happens if you get a headache and you start running away uh, and, and asking God uh, this and this and this and this and this? Because, because you see, <laughs> okay, for now, I know there's so many people who take medicine. Eh? Great. I, I just read a, a tweet uh, a few hours ago that with the way things are changing, in regards to medicine and so, and so many other things, it will be dangerous to be an atheist because <laughs> at a certain point they'll need a certain kind of deity. So even the children of God, at a certain point, you are going to need supernatural healing because that will be the only way to save you. you we need to start practicing these things to get things from the higher realm because there is no way the agenda of the world is trying to protect the entire population including the children of God because we are seen as a threat they don't like you they don't like us so are we also going to align with them and be accepted so uh in the morning, I'm going to dance to WAP and talk about KDB. And then later on, I'm going to come and look for Sinach. And yet, you, you know that uh, the, the, uh, KDB is talking about how uh, it's, it's a real mockery of God, really. It's, it's a real mockery of God, by the way. It's... it's it's, it's not a joke. And we, and, we, and we just look at these things and, and we just pass them. Maybe she loves God in our own way. Really? By some of the agenda 
that she portrays and some of the things that she talks about. But sadly, that is how now we are. Where everything has been eroded. There's a lot of pollution. But for you, what are you going to do? Are you willing to stand and show that indeed you're not going to be moved by anything? Then those who come unto God and they want to cheat, like Ananias, Paul, we need to reach a point when we are like Habakkuk. Chapter 3, uh, uh, verse uh, 17, when, when it talks about, though the fig tree does not blossom, neither fruit be in the vine, the labor of the olive failing, and the fields not. have the authority to destroy it and the one that the word of God tells us that none of you shall have dominion and shall be done unto you. May that be your portion in the name of Jesus Christ. So rise up and pray.